In this week's episode of the on-camera version of National Interest, we are breaking a rule. Usually, we don't tell you the headline of the article. Today, I am doing so and there is a reason. So, the headline is the return of the Muslim or you can say return of the Indian Muslim. Now, the headline of this week's National Interest isn't inspired only by the spectacular success of Shah Rukh Khan's Pathan, although it is a key factor. Much as we enjoy entertaining cinema, entertaining it doesn't have to be reasonable, doesn't have to be plausible, doesn't have to be logical, but entertaining. We look at politics first. So entertainment in one place, politics apart, frankly boring old people like us even find entertainment in politics. Let's pick up some signals therefore from politics this time. First, there was Prime Minister Narendra Modi's leaked sermon to his key party people at the BJP's national executive meeting. As a report by Shankar Arnimesh from the print, I'll share a link with you. He is a leading member of our political bureau. As a report by him shows, the PM upbraided his party people for creating too many unnecessary controversies over trivialities like over movies. The word Muslim wasn't spoken. But as we say in Hindi, for anybody with elementary wisdom, just a signal is enough. Second, he said there is a need for his party leaders to reach out to sections of Muslims such as the Boras, which is a small sect with strong roots in Gujarat, and more importantly, the Pasmandas. The Pasmandas are the equivalent of the lower castes among Muslims and more numerous. They are believed to be, by many analysts, as much as 85% of the Muslim population in India. For years now, the Modi Shah BJP and the Mohan Bhagwat-led RSS have believed that the Muslim opposition to them, at least in the public discourse, is led, spearheaded by the elites, the so-called Ashrafs among the Muslim. And there is an opportunity to split the Muslim population on the basis of social and economic divisions, a bit like playing caste politics or using some version of caste to play the same game with Muslims that the secular parties have played with the Hindus. Use caste to divide what religion united. That the Prime Minister has now escalated it to direct communication with this party is an important development. It means he is upping the ante and given the way his party functions now, taking all the cues from his words, actions, gestures, frowns and smiles, we can safely presume the word is out. Especially as he topped it with advice to party leaders to go out and actively engage with Christians, join their ceremonies, also join Sufi events. Sufi event, significant, and so on. We know he does this every year. But just the following week, the government released pictures of the Prime Minister and Minority Affairs Minister Smriti Rani. What were they doing? They were handing over the chadar to be placed at Ajmer Sharif. Ajmer Sharif is the preeminent Muslim shrine in the subcontinent. Chadar to be placed at Ajmer Sharif to a Malvi from that shrine. It's all politics, you might say. And you will be right. But then politics is all we are talking about. This isn't a dispensation. The Modi government, the Modi Shah, BJP, Bhagwat RSS, this isn't a dispensation that's found any particular need to reach out to India's approximately 20 crore Muslims. It has made their votes irrelevant through an almighty consolidation of the Hindu vote. Muslims have never been so invisible in positions of power, but the ruling party can keep on winning majorities in the Lok Sabha and UP Assembly without them. Yet, if you read these moves in the light of what Mohan Bhagwat has been saying about the Muslims, a de-escalation of some sorts is on, it looks like. In fact, in an off-the-record conversation with the capital's key BJP reporters, a top RSS leader lamented 
how people join politics to become leaders and quickly choose bigotry as the most convenient route to success. Another important change has been brought about in the situation for Indian Muslims and this time by Modi's biggest and most vocal political critic, Rahul Gandhi. Yugendra Yadav wrote in a column for the print and once again I'll share a link with you. Yugendra Yadav wrote in a column for the print arguing that wherever the Bharat Jodo Yatra has passed, it has calmed down the social and communal tensions and temperatures in its wake. Even if Yugendra Yadav's view is too optimistic, it is undeniable that this is the first time since the anti-CAA protests took place that Indian Muslims have found a forum where they can march on the streets in political action, in protest, speaking not nice things about the government of the day, about Narendra Modi, about BJP, without fearing arrest or long incarceration under, under UAPA, etc. It's a change. And the language Rahul Gandhi has been using influences the larger discourse. This may not bring India's Muslims as much thrill as an Asaduddin Ovesi speech would, yet it is enormously more reassuring to be told again after years that India's second biggest political party believes there is space for Muslims in mainstream politics. Especially as this is something the Muslims haven't yet heard from the rising pretender to the status of national party and being the preeminent challenger to Modi namely Arvind Kejriwal and his Amadmi party. The Congress giving up its diffidence on engaging with the Muslims publicly and politically is a big shift back from the years, recent years, when they mostly seemed to whisper to them in the dark for fear of annoying the Hindu votes. The third straw in the wind, if an oversized one emotionally, is the success of Shah Rukh Khan's Pathan. Even more importantly, its widespread popular celebration, audiences in elite cinema halls as well as smaller towns with lower middle class paying public have been dancing while watching the movie. Most importantly, they are cheering the heroics of an unapologetically Muslim protagonist. A question therefore, would it have mattered if instead of playing an obviously Indian Muslim hero, Shah Rukh Khan had returned to some tried, tested Rahul or Raj type, or a sort of non-committal Rehan or Iqbal? He dared to risk going with a Muslim name. If he's only getting rewarded for it now, or maybe in spite of it, if you are a doubting type, it marks a little change in our popular opinion, which is positive. Not too much. Don't extrapolate into this any evidence of substantive shifts in our political mood. But it's a change nevertheless. It's not as if old secularism has broken out, but there is a change. We might have dismissed this as a one-off if Shah Rukh Khan had not been playing with the idea across almost two decades now. From Chakde India's Kabir Khan, to My Name is Khan, to Rais, Heram, Dear Zindagi, Aydil Mushkil and so on. In Pathan, he keeps the religion question unsettled, but gives you enough idea of where he's coming from. Mega film stars stay away from anything political in India. And Shah Rukh Khan has in the past dismissed as misplaced and inconsequential suggestions that he's been making a political point by playing Muslim characters. The fact, however, is that he's been daring to do so. This isn't something Indian filmmakers, even the best and the bravest of them, have done. In the same popular culture, so many Muslim stars in the past took Hindu-sounding names from Madhubala to Meena Kumari to Dilip Kumar. That story we know well. It's a familiar old one. We saw many Muslim protagonists for sure, both male and female leads in mega movies until the 70s. The phase mostly ended with Kamal Amrohi's Pakiza with Rajkumar and Meena Kumari. Remember, however, that all of these movies were set in a Muslim social milieu. They were movies about Muslim families mostly. There was even a name for this genre, 
the Muslim social. Since then, the Muslim character was the all-sacrificing and loyal friend of the Hindu hero, a patriot and an honorable being, but not the hero or heroine. Remember Pran in Zanjeer, Yari hai iman mera yaar meri zindagi, that kind of character. Of course, with the rise of the Sunny Deol genre, he was mostly a terrorist. Shah Rukh has challenged this phobia for two decades now. This is his biggest success. And he's finally succeeding in making a big point, even if he would deny that he never meant to do so. If Rahul Gandhi's Yatra makes a political statement from the other side of the aisle and Shah Rukh's success underlines a more relaxed popular mood towards the Muslims, Modi and Bhagwat's cues to their followers are coming from another place. They now believe that politically they have solidified their electoral proposition. Hindus are not going to be divided soon again, at least not until 2024. Most of the key Hindutva RSS objectives have been achieved already. All key temples are being renovated and expanded and at least for visibility being reclaimed. Varanasi and Ujjain are done, Mathura is on the way. The acceptance of this Hinduness is so wide that so many of the tableau or jhakis on Republic Day this time featured Hindu gods and goddesses, even Jammu and Kashmir's with Amarnath. Is there still any percentage to be gained from this constant targeting of Indian Muslims? Especially now, when India has just stepped into its G20 presidency, which Modi is using as his larger political proposition to his voter base, leadership of the world. It's the wrong time then to light new fires of popular protest, risk global liberal criticism, or provoke terror attacks. He and his party now need social calm at least till this summer of 2024. That may be minimalistic on our part, but it still is a logical explanation for this change. The net impact of all these changes from Modi BJP to Rahul Gandhi on Muslims and Shah Rukh Khan and Pathan. The net impact of all these changes is what we hail as the return of the Indian Muslim to our mainstream discourse.